This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and the Ten Society. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Hey, good evening. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You know, <laughs> in the pre-show, you kind of noted that we're in a new location in the new location. Right, yeah. And, and and so we're just kind of moving around where, you know, the lighting is not quite right yet in the new Country Squire. It's just we, different. We're, we're, well, no, it's 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 not quite right. We're working on that. We've got an electrician coming out. He's going to put up some lights here and there that I think will spotlight a, a little bit of this better. But uh, yeah, so last week, you know, we kind of had this halo effect around you. Right, around me. On, on, on the other side yeah, of, the, yeah. of the shop. And frankly, <laughs> it was it was kind of nice, right? As I mean, the, as the yeah. YouTube thumbnail showed me getting uh, basked in the light. Yeah, no, I mean, there you know, there's something beautiful about that yeah. so we, you know we came over here to just kind of soften that we, we realized that people weren't quite ready for that you know it's like you're reveal, <laughs> revealing yourself almost right. too early right you know and it's so like, we, uh, we're just trying like to magnum from we're just trying to soften the blow a little bit so we, we came over to the other side of the new shop we're in front of our pipe boards tonight these are our uh, country squire pipes which uh which some of which are available on our website right now but um anyway we've had these these house pipes for a while and uh yeah man so uh we're, we're just getting used to the new space you, you know, know it's nice i like it's this nice. idea that maybe over the next couple of weeks we might experiment you know like it's a much bigger store it's an open it's an open layout i mean like yeah you, you kind of kind of a whole like you know where in the store is country squire radio <laughs> but so lame <laughs> but you know one of the biggest uh um, compliments we've gotten on in the new shop is uh, how much larger the bathroom is right and so may, i don't know maybe live from the country squire bathroom yeah i mean um, you know what i you know let's let's just until we get the right right feel of things we'll just we'll try it everywhere <laughs> maybe we should do a Squire Select in there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> no comment. Maybe the, maybe the barbecue pairing. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> look, you actually have a kitchen now, but man, no, no it's true. The, it's true. Uh, the, the shop is coming together. You know, every single time I'm, I'm back in here, I feel like uh, there's there's something new here and there. I noticed you, you got it. You're rocking a 4K TV now. Well, you know, it was sad. That was a um, that was a, a housewarming gift, if you will, from one of our customers. And we try to put it up this Saturday. And um, the doggone thing has a huge crack in it. Uh, oh, you're we, kidding me. Yeah, we actually hung it on the wall, plugged it in, and as soon as we plugged it in, the picture made this terrible, like, starburst thing. Ooh. And uh, it kind of looked like you were looking out the windshield of a, you know, a, a dinged up, you know, windshield. or whatever. Anyway, it was it was tragic. And that so, happens when but, it falls off the truck like that. Well, yeah, no, yeah, someone probably <laughs> kicked it in the, uh, you know, in the, in the warehouse and didn't say anything. Man, people have been so kind. We've got... Um, all these housewarming gifts that have kind of come in, our, even our new humidification system. Gosh, in our in our humidor, the uh, the 4K TV. Uh, someone gave us some uh, Country Squire shot glasses, which is amazing. Oh, wow. We got like a whole. 25 pack of them which is really oh that's uh, awesome glass glass tasting glasses which is really cool uh some cool ashtrays custom ashtrays just just this and that it's been a lot of fun to uh see some of the gifts pour in so uh people kind of nesting in it you know making making the new shop kind of feel their own you know which has been pretty cool so uh yeah man no, it's cool, man. Yeah, it's it's coming along. It's, it's always coming, nice it's to along. see. Yeah, um, yeah. man. What uh, we got? We got some uh, some some things going on in the local pipe community. Well, we do. Uh, actually, the the Country Squire will have our grand reopening on September twentieth. Oh, which is next month. That's just announced today. And so we are getting very close to announcing our pipe sponsor for the grand reopening, which will be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we, we do already have a cigar sponsor, which is uh, Perdomo Cigars. They'll be here, and we'll 
be having live music and a uh, local beer vendor as well. And so all that, uh, more details to come on all that, but uh, it should be a big, big deal. Uh, you know, September 20th, that's a Thursday night, and uh, and we're fired up about that. So, yeah, other than that, man, getting kind of geared up for the fall. Gosh, it's it's upon us. You know, we've got, uh, you know, kids going back to school right now. Folks, uh, college students are filtering back into Jackson, folks that are going to MC and uh, Bellhaven and Millsaps and, and Jackson State. And so they're coming back through around the shop and uh, kind of learning their, uh, you know, their, their local tobacconist and things like that. And so, um, yeah, man, it's been good just to kind of see some of those college kids come back around. We're kind of getting the calendar set up for the fall. And so we'll uh, we'll see where it all goes. I can't believe you're doing the grand reopening on the 20th. I'm going to be Why? out of the country. Wait, where, where are you going? I'm going to Greece. Hey, hey, can't you? Can't, <laughs> Ciao. Can't no, you? Yeah. no, yeah. Can't, I mean, I don't know. Well, you know, maybe there, there's some good briar in Greece. No, that's true. Know. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I could they have, um, they have Uzo there. Well, that, that, you know what yeah. they do? They, they do. They, I, they do. I, I was not going for the Uzo, but, but I might have, you know, when in Rome, you know, when, when, it's one of those things you're there. It's when like, Lesbos, well, I mean, you know, you gotta, it's an experiment. When, when right. is Lesbos do as lesbians? No, that's right. Lesbians. That's right. Yeah, yeah. What, you're going to Greece? Is it a family vacation? That's awesome. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the wife and I, we're uh, the missus and I, we're, we're going. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a family lot of fun. vacation, as in like leave the kids at home. Well, like vacation. that's half the family. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. That's great, man. That's all. I I, I guess I'd forgotten that. That's, yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. exciting. It's that's a, good. It's gonna be a good one. But yeah. one way or the other, I will. Um, even though I will be having a blast, I will be missing uh, all of y'all and all the festivities that are here. I know a lot of folks actually since moving into the new location have uh, either wanted to or have in fact made their pilgrimage to uh, the Country Squire to see the new location. I know, man. It's crazy. I feel kind of strange too because as they filtered in, uh, we haven't really had a lot of things set up the way I'd like to. Mm-hmm. You know, we were kind of still putting up memorabilia, decorating. Uh, matter of fact, we we have a um, display case uh, uh, in the humidor in there that I've kind of made our our museum section, and so we've got that curated now. It's got all these mementos from <laughs> uh, the past, Tabacchiana, you know, related stuff, and that's that's been fun. But anyway, we're we're kind of we're getting it filled out. You know, the pipes are on the wall. We're getting more inventory. Uh, you know, every other day and. Uh, um, you know, more tobaccos are on the horizon. We're excited about that. So, um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's coming along. We're not quite there yet, but we're hoping by the twentieth of September we'll uh, we'll be we'll be in full stride. You know, the other thing too is I feel like a lot of folks that have, have made their trip over here, um, it just hasn't coincided as well with our you know our schedules, especially yours, as you've been kind of going back and forth, getting all over together. the map. Yeah, it's um, been nuts. And so, you know, just September twentieth for those of you who uh, I, I wish I could be here, but let's be honest, you don't you don't come to the country square to see me. Uh, you know, John David, Whatever, dude. John David will be here. He will be on location. It'll be a huge shindig. So that is right. Y'all be sure to uh, to be there. The, the first shindig as a, a follow up to the final shindig. No, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> that's good, man. Uh, well, hey, we got to give a, a shout out to uh, man. We've got somebody new supporting the show through the Patreon account. Uh, oh, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, new patron. Shout out to Tim Collins for uh, for supporting the show. Yeah, I wonder if his cousin is Tom Collins, that real drunk guy. Oh, or Phil Collins, the other real drunk or guy. the. <laughs> <laughs> there is that, yeah. Uh, no, but he's now supporting us through Patreon. Oh, that's and, great. Thanks, and, Tim. Yeah, that's absolutely. Awesome. And you can too. So head over to uh, patreon.com slash countrysquareradio. Uh, it is a great way to help support the show. And of course, if you want to, you can become a full-fledged member of the International Country Square Radio Pipe Club. Find out more information at patreon.com slash countrysquareradio. 
All right, man. We've got a really interesting topic. Like, I thought this was good. This, I thought this would be fun. Like, like I almost kind of want to pull the curtain back a little bit because typically when it comes to you know uh, topics for the show, sure, uh, you know, we'll we'll kind of you know we got we got kind of our standards. We've got our, our Squire Select, Tobacco Talk, One Hundred Ones, uh, Heroes of the Bowl. You know, the, these types of uh, um, kind of type of shows that we we go back to a series that's not necessarily in a row. It's just kind of spattered throughout, and that's just how we do things. Uh, and in between a lot of those, I feel like a lot of times I'll pitch out like a really kind of artsy or very, uh, well, very pipe kind of odd pipe centric one. Yeah, yeah. And and you're always kind of like, yeah, let's go to the tobacco. Like, you're, you know, it's <laughs> always the way it seems to go. But, but tonight on a night that we typically would have done a, a tobacco talk, you kind of hit me out of the blue with a really interesting topic. I was it, like, oh, wow. It's kind of funny. We almost always, uh, like you mentioned, follow a Squire Select with a tobacco talk. That's just something we uh, historically, for whatever reason, have done. I, uh, maybe we're getting all our uh, kind of uh, you know tobacco-centric episodes together. But <laughs> you know, recently, uh, I sold uh, this just something funny that happened. You know, I sold a Dunhill. It was a, a, a Dunhill uh, $700 dollar Cumberland pipe uh you know it was the the church warden style pipe with a um and and on the same day I sold a Costello it was their Sea Rock Briar one of the you know mid mid to high grade Sea Rocks and uh just beautiful pipes and so you know I was thinking about wow these are two um two gorgeous pipes they're both at the epitome of their mm. uh you know uh carving culture right you think about okay the the best of the best duking it out you know you've got the best of England uh you know and this the, the, the his, historic uh you know London uh, Dunhill pipe and then and then in the other corner you've, you've got Costello you know the the best of all Italian pipes and the granddaddy of them all uh, kind of thing and uh, and you know I was just thinking about these two pipes I sold them in one day and uh, had thought to myself wow this are, there's a lot going on here that maybe you could study and unpack and and just talk about the differences of, of really pipe making in the two countries and and not just those two countries but you know the countries uh, generally at large and and kind of how uh, countries of origin affects the pipe style, pipe manufacturing, and specifications, and all that other stuff. Man, so, this is awesome. Yeah, I thought it'd be, just be kind of fun, you know, a little nerdy about the about the pipe stuff. But this is like a pipes um, around the world tour. Well, yeah, kind of so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll make a lame uh, musical about it one yeah, day. Yeah, this but, is the Epcot of yeah, pipes. It's yeah, gonna be great. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, many think when you think of a pipe, a lot of times, you know, if you're um, if you're just a utilitarian, you get into the pipe, and um, gosh, okay, I, I I I see a pipe, I like it, I know I like the shape or uh, the grain, or that one has a certain kind of stem I enjoy, or whatever, and so you just buy it, and and you keep going back to pipes where uh, you think, oh, those are the ones that I kind of like, um, and, and you don't really think a lot about, okay, well, what's the background of you know why is this shaped this way where did it come from what you know uh, what, who's the manufacturer where were they inspired by um and, and then one day you might look at your collection and realize, wow, I've got a lot of the same brand. But, but you know, I've just been buying pipes that I like the look of. Right, but, right. But, I've, you know, I've got all the same brand. What's up with that? You know, so there's something uh, interesting there. Um, you know, th- things like materials, the design, the mechanics, um, you know, even ergonomics of a pipe, right? You've got just the, how it feels in your hand, how it's meant to feel in your hand, and uh, how it's meant to be held, uh, you know, how aggressive it is in styling and other things. And, and so you find the ones you like, you stick 
stick with them. But then, you know, at some point you might think like, well, you know, why, why do I have all the same ones? Or why are these all, you know, Italian pipes? I've never really smoked a British pipe or, a you know, an Irish pipe or French pipe or, uh, or whatever. So we thought we'd just unpack that a little bit. Yeah. We're going to be focusing uh, today mostly on uh, pipes in pipes in Europe. Uh, we're not really going to pay much attention, if it any at all, to pipes uh, in America and in Asia. Uh, but we're just kind of focus on the traditional European pipe making countries that uh, that are you know most commonly seen in the United States. We'll we'll, we'll probably throw in some stuff about some of the others a little. Okay, bit, all right. So this is the EU of pipes. No, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, well, I mean, you know, but post Brexit EU. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> or or pre Brexit. Yeah, no, yeah, pre pre Brexit. Yeah, yeah, that that one. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, the most obvious difference, obviously, with uh, with pipe making regarding country is uh, is the shape is the design of the, the wood itself. Right. So we we think about these very, uh, you know, the. Stern, straightforward, honest shapes. You know the uh, the traditional billiard, the bulldog, uh, the lavat. You know the the Canadian. These different shapes that uh, just kind of speak to um, very clean lines and honest shapes, very simple. And uh, and we we call, of course call these the traditionalist type shapes, right? Right. Um, you know where you're you just got very clean lines. We think of uh, the old school uh, pipes from makers like Dunhill and GBD. Um, of course. Uh, uh, you know, you're recently, uh, you know, seeing things, uh, you know, similar iterations, newer models from Ashton, Ferndown, these uh, British companies. Of course, we think of uh, Peterson in, in Ireland, which uh, we, we kind of lump in because of all the historic connections that those pipe manufacturers have in common um, in that part of the world. And so, uh, you know, many of, of these shapes are very, they're very simple. They're very clean. They've got, um, you know, mid-sized frames. You'll have some... Uh, uh, of the more expensive pipes, you'll have larger bowls, but on on average, they're going to be a mid mid size to smaller pipe uh, historically, which is kind of interesting. Um, you know, we we think of those shapes like the bulldog. Wow, that sure is an English shape. Um, but but a lot of these shapes have actually they they were derived from uh, some of your older French manufacturers, which uh, you know we think of Chacombe, the original Camoy. Uh, a lot of your stuff down in in uh, Saint Claude, France, kind of the home of the briar pipe. And so you know, a lot of times with these honest uh, shapes, we kind of, you know, the clean line, traditionalist shapes, we kind of lump uh, lump our Western European friends together, right? Yeah. We've got the, uh, you know, we've got the the Ireland, uh, you know, England, um, it, to some degree, Scotland, and then, of course, France. These are all kind of connected in their uh, just real um, <laughs> utilitarian. It's a functionality-based thing, yeah. right? Yeah. It is, it's interesting. I mean, as you're saying, like, yeah. you know, Ireland, Scotland, England, France, and you're, like, kind of doing this hand-wave motion towards me. You're like, well, yes, that would be my uh, uh, proverbial genetic gumbo. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. Yeah. Wait, so uh, you're saying some stuff that's blowing my mind. You just said that France was the home of the briar pipe. Yeah, we talked about that a lot. Have we? Yeah. I thought the best briar comes from Italy. Well, that's what's interesting. You know, of course, when companies like Savinelli got off the ground, uh, so much of an inspiration for them was that, you know, all the good briar to make pipes were being was being exported hmm. to countries like France, like Denmark, like Great Britain. Um, and so, you know, finally they were like, man, we, we really need to, you know, keep the good stuff at home, right? And, huh, uh, and make the right. best yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, yeah, the, you know, the invention of kind of the briar pipe 
pipe. I mean, we go back to the 1820s and 30s where uh, that was pioneered down in uh, in St. Claude. And of course, we look, uh, you know, to modern companies that still inhabit that space. Uh, you know, most of uh, most of all Chacombe, which we're all, uh, you know, proud, proud of and, uh, you know, and love. And so, um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, going forward, that kind of spread throughout uh, throughout Europe. And, and of course, we see, um, you know, what's developed today. That's interesting. I mean, yeah. you know, as you mentioned, we, we've, we've talked about it before. It's just in my head. I just <laughs> and this is no slight well, to France. No, I've got no, a lot no, of no. French relatives. Yeah, some of my of best friends are French. I'm saying that, you know, I just don't typically think of France in my head when I'm yeah, smoking sure. a pipe. Well, you're pipe smoking. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, and that that, you know, to some degree makes sense. I mean, we think about, uh, you know, just the nature of where things are distributed at and who gets inspired by what and then, uh, you know, how the market develops. And it's um, yeah, it's just just part of it. So, <laughs> so you've got this Western Europe kind of uh, functional, uh, you know, uh, very functional um, usage and then and then we think of of course the Italian pipe um, and we'll, we'll talk about Danish pipes uh, momentarily but we you know you think of the Italian pipe as a uh, a very fashion forward pipe right uh, mm-hmm. the, you know these are pipes that um, you know Italy takes the cake when it comes to this uh, fashion forward there's a reason that you know your uh, your newest most uh, you know aggressive designs and clothing and uh, even things like sunglasses and accessories purses you know all this stuff it, it's coming from italy it's it's the stuff that uh, is always pushing the envelope setting the new trend that gets to you know america two years later and then gets <laughs> to the deep south 15 years later right, right. Exactly. <laughs> so you know people come to to mississippi and they're like i think that's 1985 right yeah yeah and we then, just got the chips in our in our cards you know no no yeah ex- exactly uh-huh. yeah so it, it's kind of like going to you know I, I don't know you know when uh, folks go to the middle east and you know they're still playing michael jackson or something right you know it's just kind of the same same type thing so um anyway you've got this uh very forward fashion thing in italy what you know you, you think about why that is right you know why is why is the fashion industry we're not just talking about you know the design of pipes but you know clothing accessories uh you know uh, you, you think about music art all these things you wh- why is this where is this coming from you know all of it's all of it's connected the reason you know your most aggressive progressive exciting dresses are coming out of italy is is a lot of the same reason your your most aggressive progressive beautiful uh, pushing the envelope pipes are coming out of Italy and that's uh, that that goes back to its history you can trace it all the back to, all the way back to the Renaissance uh, you know where this was the the center of uh, culture and power uh, as the as the church was developing and uh, of course you had uh, lots of wealthy families there that controlled great estates and parts uh, of all over Europe and the Holy Roman Empire and all this uh, it was a, it was a center of banking and and so therefore commerce you had a lot of uh, you know it, it, loose money where people could invest in things like sponsoring artists and things like that and outdoing each other with oh well my guy's better than your guy let me i'll make him paint a painting and it's going to be better than your guy's painting and before you know it you've got you and know, then the pope comes in and said no i'm taking it all no no, no, no i'm gonna take this all it's gonna decorate my house it's gonna exactly, be awesome yeah exactly. and, and and you know you know like, that's god's and i'm his man on you, earth so you that's, even, that's my now yeah i mean you, you think <laughs> about that and you even think about uh you know how that translates in the pipe world right so you've got these uh you know italian Think think of even uh, you know as the uh, kind of you know pseudo wannabe historian that that we like to think we are sometimes like you know think about um, you know even the church in in these in these kind of parts of the world and uh, you know in in, in Italy you've got a, a very uh, you know robust uh, traditional very uh, 
pomp and circumstance, lots of uh, flourish and, uh, you know, all, all the pageantry, pageantry. And, and, and then, of course, and, you know, you're still using the Latin and very incredible, uh, you know, tradition. And, you know, you got to get all the little details right and everything. And, and then you go to a place like the British Isles and, you know, in their uh, church, it's, it's much more, um, you know, it's, it's simpler. They uh, focus on the vernacular. They want something very practical. Uh, it, it's you're, you're more into the rhythms of the uh, the liturgy and things like this. It's just there, there's something there. I think that is, it, it, you know, it, it goes back to the basis of how these societies work. Sure, right. They're, there's they're a both. reason. There, there's a reason. You know, you're you know, some of your great economists are from England, and some of your <laughs> you know most incredible designers come from Central and Southern Europe. I mean, it's just to, to me, I, I think there's something there. Well, I, I, you're I don't exactly know. right. I mean, yeah. they're, they're both. They're, you think of both cultures. They're very steeped in tradition, and one is a very kind of artistic, flavorful tradition. The other is more of a, uh, you know, like you know, we we like our you know we like our our beer warm and our and our food plain and and you know we've always done it that way and how dare you uh, complain about it long live the queen like you know there's this, no that's it yeah, yeah. Uh, not that i'm complaining about you know not complaining about you complaining and i'm terribly sorry if i did that <laughs> i can't even get into my british voice <laughs> yeah it, no it, probably the best it, don't it. access it tonight it's fine yeah. maybe i should try for my italian but, nah no nah. please we, we've we've already offended enough people on this uh on, on this show <laughs> so so you know you've got this uh the fashion forward obviously we think about about the tradition of that whole concept coming from italy um and, and so you'll have a lot of these uh you know classic french and british designs but they've got their twist right it might be a billiard but the billiard uh has has just a little more of a heel on it or the you know the chin is more more pronounced maybe the maybe the top is tapered to make it kind of undistinguishable between undistinguishable between a billiard and an apple or hmm. or uh you know boy that looks like a dublin but it kind of tapers at the top in a way maybe you wouldn't think it would or uh boy that stem sure is kind of wide for that particular type of um of, of bulldog so you know th- there's these things that kind of come and, and go with it so you've got the you know kind of the western europe camp and then uh and then your your italian camp you know, I always say uh, with Danish pipes that, you know, a lot of the inspiration is almost um, plant-like. It's almost, it's very it's very organic. It's almost plant-like. It's uh, And sometimes you look at it and you're like, that's a vegetable. <laughs> it's huh. a vegetal type of uh, thing. Danes, uh, you know, when they're carving these pipes, they are following the grain. Uh, they're, they're looking for things that are going to feel good in your hand and accentuate uh, grain and bark. And, uh, you know, so, so it, it's almost being dictated the shape of the pipe is almost being dictated by the the wood itself which i, I think is really interesting uh lots of free hands and it, exposed uh plateau and things of this nature yeah uh, i mean they're very you know. druidic in, in their approach yeah, yeah i think i yeah. think there's something to that so uh you know moving on we've got uh not just the shape of the pipe but but even you know the materials used in the pipe and so uh you know obviously we think of briar the the briar that uh most italian companies use obviously is from italy you know his at, at first a lot of your italian briar was going all over but you know as things kind of evolved a lot of your uh french made pipes were using french briar you had uh your english british pipes uh you know uh they they were getting a lot of stuff from greece and so you know some pipe some folks will even say high-end pipes uh because you know uh companies are still using algerian briar let's say you're getting a dunhill with briar from algeria uh you know they're that that tobacco experience might taste a little different from a Costello that's using a you know a pure Italian briar, and so uh, you've got folks that'll argue that they'll say you know well you know Italian briar it's going to taste more uh, more. 
uh, bright. You're going to get more um, of your top notes. Almost, if you think of it as far as like a like a choral strata, you've got your more uh, higher end. You know, your altos and uh, you know sopranos or whatever. It's going to be on on one side, and then you've got your bass on the other side, and that's more of your Italian or your your British guys. You know, the, those those flavors that are being accentuated. You know, it, is that true? I I've never gotten that, but um, <laughs> so you'd have to have a, a sanely sensitive palate. Yeah, and then the other thing is, I would wonder if it is true if that has more to do with flavor of the actual, you know, briar itself, or based on what's more porous, you know, what the actual like the actual smoking experience based on the briar rather than the actual flavor itself. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I think so, and and some of that goes into mechanics as well, which yeah. we'll talk about huh. we'll talk about shortly. You know, how how the pipe is drilled and what's it made of and all that other stuff, but um, you. you know and so uh, one thing too you know the your uh you know your british makers and uh and to some degree french makers you know they're much more conservative on the type of material they're going to use so you're always you'll you'll never see a a dunhill or a uh, ashton pipe that you know really well certainly you'll never see a dunhill that's made of olive wood or morta or uh you know anything like that your your italian makers and your eastern european makers they're much more comfortable with experimenting with these uh, kind of interesting media and so you've got Hmm. uh you, you'll see italian uh pipes that are that are made of olive wood you know you're smoking this olive that kind of imparts its uh sweet uh nutty flavor into the um oily flavor and in, into the tobacco um the morta obviously you know a very interesting uh media that's not for everyone but but everyone should have at least one in their collection I, at, I at some point morta yeah. is awesome you know it's it just it's such a different material um but you're not going to see a, uh, you know, a, there, there was never a GBD Morta pipe. You know, it's just one of those things. It, it was not made, um, and and never will be made. Um, and and so you know, your Italian makers are much more. Um, you know, interested in experimenting with that. Um, you, you know, it, along these lines, your, uh, you, you know, the Danish are gonna stick to what's kind of tried and true. Your normal, uh, you know, briar pipe. Uh, you know, it, it, same thing with accents. You know, you'll find, uh, you know, sterling silver accents in in Great Britain. Uh, in your Irish pipes, think of Peterson. Um, you know, and and in your Italian pipes, you're gonna find all kinds of crazy things. You'll find rhinestones, and you'll find black palm, and you know, all kinds of different. Uh, types of woods and hmm. things of that nature. So, so you've got these uh, kind of balancing acts that are uh, going on. It, as far as the accent pieces go, uh, you know the Danish folks are kind of in the middle. You'll find some, uh, you know, like the like the Nordings of the world. Of course, Eric Nording, a lot of his pipes are, are literally just briar and uh, and a ebonite stem that's just kind of stuck in the end of it. You know, hmm. um, and, and then you've got. Um, you know, folks uh, also from Denmark think of, uh, you know, Petter Jeppesen with Europe. He's going to use, uh, you know, things like acrylic and lucite, um, which is another thing, too. You've got your stem material, which uh, which is very different. Uh, you know, stems uh, on all premium Italian pipes almost universally are, are nowadays going to be made of acrylic or um, or lucite. And so Italians, for some reason, are, you know, fans of big, chunky uh, pipes that have that, you know, real uh, crisp, you know, cl- teeth clacky lucite or acrylic stem. It's just a really popular thing for them to use in their in their premium pipes, which is interesting. Uh, you know, you move over to the British Isles, you'll see more 
ebonite, Cumberland, uh, you know, things that are softer, that uh, uh, may be more comfortable on your teeth, but also are more malleable, tends to oxidize. Um, and then you've got makers like Chacombe, which kind of straddle this, you know, more of their premium stuff is going to be in the uh, ebonite Cumberland camp. But, you know, you'll see some acrylic and and things like that, you know, and, and again, we, we have pipes that break the mold, uh, like so many categories do. I'm, I'm smoking tonight. Um, this is a Savinelli autograph, which is ancient probably from the 70s it's not ancient but it's an older pipe um you know and and it's got an ebonite stem but nowadays you're just not going to see you know a lot of premium italian pipes with ebonite stems it's mm. just kind of a thing of the past they're uh, certainly from your you know costellos and seriacopo and uh you know some of the more uh you know aggressive brands they're gonna they're gonna be using acrylic which is kind of interesting so um you know and that's why you'll have people that you know only smoke premium pipes and they'll think well i i, I only smoke british pipes or only smoke um you know pipes from western europe because because they have ebonite stems and and you know i don't really mess with italian stuff because i don't like acrylic it's kind of kind of the two camp thing but um anyway they all have their own experience and and that kind of goes uh goes with the you know different different pipes and uh, you know just trying everything i mean like yeah. i i feel like i only smoke a like an ebonite stem or something of that nature seems like the argument of maybe somebody who's a little bit newer you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I remember I, I was very uh, uh, hesitant to try an acrylic stem, but now like my acrylic, my pipe with my acrylic stem is my favorite, man. It's, it's that's a that's a thing. I you know I think you know to some degree, yeah, maybe it's you know something a newer person would say, but but it also could be something that the seasoned pipe smoker who's tried just a ton of different pipes who have just kind of settled on you know for whatever reason I just kind of gravitate towards these stems just, just love digging you know, your teeth in and having those marks that just last forever. no that's it you know yeah I mean I, you know it, and, and maybe the the oxidation on an ebonite stem it doesn't bother people yeah. as much as it would um <laughs> So it's just kind of interesting. Uh, you know, the the engineering of a pipe, you'll find uh, Italian uh, pipes tend to be much larger. The bowls are uh, bigger. Uh, they're, you know, it, these are statement-making pipes. They're uh, wide chambers that, uh, and again, we're talking on average. These are, you know, in general, more of your premium, you know, handmade, hand-finished type pipes. But uh, we were talking about big pipes in Italy. Again, with our, our British pipes and uh, generally French pipes, you're, you've got more medium-sized uh you know, large, medium and small, but lots of clustering there around the medium size mm. uh, of the pipe. And it, one, one of the things that's interesting to me the most about the mechanics of an engineering of pipe differences is the drilling. So often hmm. uh, Italian pipes are drilled so much more open. Uh, than their um, their British counterparts, and and you'll find that it, oftentimes more of really your continental pipes in general. Think you know Denmark, um, you know Italy, France. A lot of these pipes to to me seem to be drilled more open, but certainly the certainly the the Italian pipes they just have such an open draw. Sometimes the the you know the draft hole can be almost twice as uh, as as large in diameter as you know something you might find from England, and um, and and that's interesting to me. So that's going to affect obviously that rush of air that's different that's that different dramatically different it's going to affect the experience that you'll get um you know when you're tasting tobacco or, or you know talking about the heat of the briar heating up or any of this other kind of stuff hmm. so yeah interesting anyway hey you know i i I'm, I'm kind of almost inspired by this this kind of you know tapestry of, of pipes that you've laid out based on 
uh, based on country of origin. I mean, like, you know, we, we've got pipe carving competitions that happen all around. Has there ever been like an Olympics of pipes? Like, have there ever been like, you know, this is the best pipe from, you know, I, you know, Ireland, England, you know, Danish, this is the best Danish pipe. Uh, like, like have, have there ever been kind of that, you know, international friendly competition uh not that i know of, but there probably should be there should be right <laughs> yeah i mean you know i guess you've got pipe carving competitions that happen all over i don't know if uh, there's ever been kind of this uh thing where folks are pitting uh you know countries against one another i think the trouble with that is that you've got mm. this such differing standard it's it's kind of like you know to some degree apples and oranges it, it, it's like when you kind of scratch your head when you're watching these dog shows you know <laughs> and and it's like well how do you really compare a, an english bulldog morning you know and an and english bulldog that you know it can't even uh, can't even see its feet, you know, to a standard poodle who you know has this hair. I mean, how, how do you even compare them? This one's better than that one. Well, they're two totally different things, you know. And it's uh, I kind of always am scratching my head over that, but um, I, I don't know. It's just kind of kind of interesting. One one thing I'll touch on just kind of in closing, yeah. Um, and you know, because we've gone all along, but <laughs> um, you know, American pipe carving is a hybrid, right? You, you've got so many influences in the American world uh, now. Only in only recently have you had more uh, American production pipes right you know so think think Briarworks um, you know but historically you have had American importers of of pipes you know the Wally Franks of the world who have gotten a lot of their uh, pipes shaped um, you know in in, in Europe uh, but you have had American carving houses and and generally uh, historically a lot of these pipes have have been inspired by uh, your Western European guys but that has changed I, I think over over the past uh, 20 years where there's been much more Danish influence, much more uh, to some degree Italian and, and, and Japanese influence. You've got these, um, you know, uh, just more dramatic, again, uh, vegetal, organic, uh, you know, inspirations that I think are, um, you know, kind of pushing the design of, of, of your pipes, particularly with the American Carver. So uh, I will say the American Carver certainly by far and away, um, you know, it favors ebonite or Cumberland. You know, your premium pipes uh, from America are going to have uh, ebonite or Cumberland stems. It's just something that, uh, you know, American artists are, are just really uh, for whatever reason, really committed to. That's a, um, a thing. I think that, you know, the Cumberland has a beauty. The You know, it, it's a purist thing. It's like, well, who cares if your stem's going to oxidize? It's made of the best material, right? And uh, it's going to smoke the best and, uh, you know, and it's going to be beautiful and you're supposed to, you know, if, if it's a premium material, well, that just means you better take better care of it kind of thing. And, um, you, you know, I think the American uh, way of looking at it kind of, uh, you know, takes a lot of these different uh, things and, and like we're so good at doing on this side of the pond kind of melds it together into our own style and yeah, um, I, I do think recently that style has tended to be more decidedly uh, Danish but um, you know we'll, we'll see where it goes from hey here. man it ebbs and it flows you know who, who yeah. knows what the trends of tomorrow will be yeah uh, you know what yeah. I know who the trends of tomorrow will be because I know of some really great trendsetters and trend breakers you know and, that is true and uh, you if, know if only we had more of those in our life look I look you want to talk about American pipe carvers you know we talked about all these great you know uh, pipes from around the uh, the wonderful world of Europe, but I mean, right here in 
the grand old U.S. of A. You, know, you don't even need you don't even need briar to carve a pipe here. Here we grow the grow the corn from the ground. You carve it up to a fantastic high quality corn cob pipe in the way that only our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum can. Yeah, they they know how to do it. Right? That's right, <laughs> <laughs> and they are of course the uh, the traditional the quintessential uh, American pipe. Right, you think of Missouri Meerschaum and all the great pipes they have. Uh, tonight, uh, the pipe sponsoring tonight's show is the Jesse James Corn Cob oh. Pipe. Crow Valley Pipe Company and Missouri Meerschaum Company have collaborated to do, introduce the Outlaw series of corn cob pipes as a new addition to our popular family of nose warmer style pipes. Jesse James was an infamous outlaw who may be best remembered as a bank robber, but was also one of the first to hold up a moving train. Oh wow! I mean, what? What? That's a, that's like a classic. I mean, to have that on your resume, yeah. like, I mean, that's 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 something. Yeah, a criminal and you know and everything, but but that's that's a classic. <laughs> yeah, the Jesse James pipe was inspired by a steam engine smokestack uh, of course we think of the train robbery and features a wide nickel band uh, comfortable in the hand the Jesse James pipe has its own unique label and is branded on the side of the bowl with the Outlaw series bandit uh, this pipe like all pipes in the Outlaw series has a genuine hardwood insert in the bottom of the bowl and is only available as a straight pipe and is non-filtered um, so anyway great pipe uh, you're getting a really high quality stem here the nickel band sets it apart and uh, and frankly I think that smokestack uh, with the with the darkened uh, color on it, it's it's reminiscent of the spindle you've seen from Missouri Mirror mm-hmm. but it's got that darker color, a uh, little taper at the top. It's just a really fun pipe uh, that that'll fit nicely in your pocket with a generous bowl. Yeah, and hey, look, if you've got a Jesse James, be sure to smoke it this week. Take a picture of yourself when you do it. Tweet those in to us. We love to retweet those out. Let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know that you appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Meerschaum, Meerschaum. Ah, you got me thinking about it. Meerschaum. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week. Man, we got a great pipe question this week coming in from Cloud A. Uh, Cloud Atlas? Is that anything that's like, it might be. It could be. Yeah. All right. Here's, yeah, yeah. What, here's what he or she uh, or they, if I'm remembering Cloud Atlas correctly. Uh, it, it's been a minute. Yeah. Uh, and I never saw it. I should probably also <laughs> mention that. <laughs> All right. Cloud says, hey, guys, hope you are well. I never miss an episode. I was wondering, do you have a suggestion for a type of knife that is best used to cut plugs uh, and really thick flakes? A normal pocket knife is okay for slicking, but when it comes to chopping into cubes or different sized chunks, I've been using one of those individual box cutter razor blades. The problem is there's no... There's not much to hold on uh, and the pressure on those tabs is hard on the fingers got any suggestions again this is cloud a someone we can only assume is losing at least three or four fingers yeah, I mean, we probably uh, could see Cloud A at the uh, at our, our Dominican hospital right yeah, now. It's, yeah, it's very possible. Yeah. It's like it's like Ron Swanson says. You know, I have the toes I have. Cloud has the fingers they have. No, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And we're <laughs> and we're thankful for the ones left. Right? Knife for cutting up the <laughs> yeah, uh, plug you know, tobacco. It, it's interesting. I you know I have always used my pocket knife for uh for plug um and, and twist tobacco alike. Uh, you, you know. Uh, Again, I have just a very straightforward pocket knife. It has a, uh, you know, I, I'm not a knife person, by the way. So this was kind of a hard question for me to answer. Uh, and, and matter of fact, I had to ask a phone a friend, which I'll uh, I'll, I'll speak of shortly. Where did you get that when you said? Um, so this is a CRKT. Um, it's a you know the M402 knife. Uh, I've used it. I use it every day. It's one of those knives that uh, you know cuts boxes open. Uh, it cuts my 
not plug tobacco. I'm gonna say it looks nasty. Uh, yeah, no, and most of that honestly is packing tape that's on there. Most of that's packing tape, but you know, it's it's uh, it's cut my tobacco. It's uh, you know, it's picked uh, this lunch out of my teeth. I mean, it's it's literally I use it for everything, right? You it's, cut your tobacco. You just you got packing tape goo on it, man. I'm a redneck, dude. I mean, I you know, you tap it down with your little rusty nail while you're. No, I mean it's fil- it's filthy. What do you, you know? I mean, if I need to clean it, I just you know scrape scrape uh-huh. it on the back of my shoe and keep moving, right? Uh-huh. You know, but yeah. but you know, I, I try to keep it sharp, and it tends to uh, tends to be you know adequate for for that. Uh, a, a dear friend of uh, mine, and of course the podcast uh, Mark VV, he mm-hmm. reviewed recently a knife that I'll I'll point out to uh, Cloud A uh, for cutting uh, twist tobacco, and uh, and I think this knife would probably work pretty good on plug tobacco as well. But it's the Spyderco. Uh, Pingo, uh, and it's a it's it's a really interesting knife. You can almost imagine a pocket knife having a a butcher knife shape, right? So it's a it, it, it's it's thick. It goes down to kind of a stubby uh, point at the end, and just right. has a real broad frame uh, on it. So um, I, I would look into the Spyderco Pingo, uh, just something you might uh, find interesting. There's other knives that kind of have that shape, uh, but I, I like the wide. Uh, kind of look of the small butcher knife because in my mind it seems like you could kind of get your hands up on there better to leverage uh, your own weight better into the into the chopping experience so um, that might be something you you would look at um, you know again any knife you use you're going to need to keep it really sharp it's just one of those things that uh, you're going to have a bad experience cutting uh, plug tobacco with any knife if, if it's a dull uh, a dull knife of course uh, box cutters could work but I, I think you come to a great point the uh, the angle you get on there uh, it seems like that might be kind of clumsy. So um, you know, I don't really know. But anyway, um, g- give it a shot. You know, I, I found the Spiderco Pingo. It's a uh, you know, it's not a cheap knife. I mean, you're you're I'm looking at it on. Uh, Amazon here for um, you know over eighty dollars. I mean, a lot of these uh, you know boutique handmade knives that are inspired by all these famous uh, knife makers. You know, they're they're not inexpensive, but uh, you know this is something that probably uh, you know has a, a great warranty on it that could last a lifetime, and you know your grandkids will be fighting yeah. over kind of things. Yeah. So let's um, get that that good quality that you know sharp yeah. sharp blade that you keep sharp. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious though. I mean, for for plugs, do some cut easier than others? Like off the top of your head? Yeah, I mean, I would say um i would say some some do you know and and then you've got the difference obviously between a plug and a crumble cake right sure. Crum- yeah, crumble yeah. cake of course is all the tobacco that's been mashed up from a uh, a blend for instance has been pressed and then a plug is of course whole leaf that's been uh, mashed up plugs tend to come apart a little uh, more predictably because it's whole leaf uh, you know you in a crumble cake you might have a big chunk fall off mm-hmm. and then little chunks after that uh, kind of thing but um, yeah I you know I don't know I they're, they're certainly not all created equal I can't really think of examples off the top of my okay head. well so, fair enough just, yeah. just kind of curious and, yeah, uh, yeah. I'd love to know if we have any listeners uh, that regularly cut plug tobacco. Kind of what they use. Shoot, even uh, even uh, send us a send us a picture. We'd love to see you know pictures of folks' uh, everyday carries. Right? I mean, what what's in your pocket? What you know? Are you using your own pocket knife? And um, you know what 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 you got on you? And and how does that work for you? So. Yeah, and you know what? I'll, I'll throw that one up on the Facebook page too. Yeah, um, I think it's a good call. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's get a discussion going. What what works for y'all in that way? Let's help out Cloud A and uh, yeah, ex- excellent question and by the way if you've got a question for us be sure to send it in show at countrysquireradio.com even if we don't know the answer we'll help get it out there so we can probably help you uh, uh collectively as a group figure out what the uh, what the answer is no, that's so, good yeah. again that's show at countrysquireradio.com quick fire with the squire 
quick fire questions. All right, man. Quick fire questions, of course, brought to you by the Tin Society. More on them in just a minute. Love those guys. Yeah. Love All right. So here's 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 another guy that you love as well. Anonymous. Okay. Oh, anonymous. Anonymous has returned. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's see. I, I never know what to think about anonymous. You know, is, <laughs> is, is this is this someone that's like afraid, or is it? Well, uh, no. Just a bashful person, or the question. You know, I, I one thing people need to know. I don't look at the questions before that's you do, true. but I, I don't. So I don't. You know, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, you know, these could be embarrassing questions. Well, so. on occasion, we do get yeah. some men that are, um, you know, they emailed in, and I mean, I'll see the name, but they'll just state specifically, you know, anonymous from anonymous. Yeah, yeah right. right. Yeah. So, so it's not anonymous. It's just anonymous to the, the thing. It, it, it's typically, you know, what? I, and I don't know that this is the case. I'm just putting this out here. It's probably somebody's pastor, because like nine times out of ten. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, when somebody right. wishes to remain anonymous, right. they'll tell us, like, you know, I don't want somebody from my church finding out. Yeah. You know, it, it's it just it's just funny. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case this time. I love Here are it. the questions. That's great. There is a theme. <laughs> the theme is money matters. Are you ready, sir? Oh, good. Yeah, go ahead. Check or debit card? Uh, debit card? Yeah, Checks. I, first I of all, I don't. I can't read or write, so that <laughs> checks are just write out. You're basically illiterate. Right? Exactly. No, I, you know, I, I don't know. I write checks for the business. That's really the only time I ever write a check. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I yeah, I go with a debit card. No, yeah. like legit. My wife writes our checks. I can't write checks. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It's like when uh, you know, and, and for the listeners who are not aware, like I'm dyslexic, and so growing up, there were always just words that have carried on like to today. That whenever I write it, I'm just not 100 percent sure that I'm spelling it correctly, <laughs> and so I have to Google search. It's probably it. very obvious. Like sometimes it is, sometimes you, it's not. You think like, does cat really look like that? No, not like, that. Is that <laughs> the word available slays me. Slays me every single time. Yeah. I still don't know how to spell that word. I don't know why. Whatever. It's just weird. Yeah. But there are there are some of the numbers that'll get on there. Like I'll write it down. I think is that right? I think that's right. And so no, I'm just gonna swipe a card. Not to worry. Okay. About yeah, that's it. good. That's good. All right. Tip: fifteen percent or more, or less than fifteen percent. I'm a fifteen percent or more guy. Yeah. Yeah. Almost always. You've got to have. It's got to be pretty pretty bad service if I leave you less than fifteen percent. Yeah. Same. Same. I, I tend to be more of a twenty percent guy. Um. I, I'll even accidentally tip twenty percent when I when I get an order to go and I just like walk out with you know what I mean like <laughs> like oh well let's just go into the collective. How do you accidentally spend money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So fifteen uh, percent or more. Oh, look look at us being generous. I don't know. Uh, now, now watch our waiter is listening right now and be like, actually, guys, when y'all, when y'all came in. Yeah, they're, they're going to write in. Yeah, right. the one, the yep. one, one. All right, uh, but uh, let's see. Buy it now or wait for it to be on sale? Gosh, I, I'm so impulsive. I'm buy it now. You know, my, my whole deal is I have to stay out of the stores. Like, you know how people, I, I pray that people come to the Country Squire so I can pay my own rent right, and right, like, right. you know, take my dog to the vet and, you know, take my wife out for a nice meal. Like, I I'm, I ha- I, I try really hard to not be that person <laughs> for other stores uh-huh, because I just, uh-huh. I can't, if I go in a store and see something shiny, I, there's a really good chance uh, that I'm going to walk out with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I, I went into a junk shop and um, a junk shop, a, a, a flea market kind of place that had all these fancy antiques. And I mean, I, I literally very I was so close to walking a split decision, walking out, uh, you know, after looking at this fountain pen, they wanted one hundred dollars for it. 
just completely ridiculous purchase, you know, it, it, totally out of the blue, you know, and, and my, my precious uh, spouse was there to say, no, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so it worked out okay. That's good. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought for sure it was going to end differently. <laughs> right. In, in poorly. Yeah. 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 In a different universe. Um, so I, I too prefer to buy immediately. Uh, however, that immediately is comes after research. So I'm not like an impulsive buyer. Like I will do my research to make sure that what I get is exactly what I want. But you're not going to wait for the sale. But I'm not going to wait for the sale. As yeah. soon as I know okay. that I want okay. it, it, it's over. Like it's happening. Uh, like I don't like, you know, I'm, I won't even buy it on Amazon. Like I'd rather like find a store <laughs> and like get it here and bring it <laughs> home. I know that's crazy in the modern era. No, that's good. That's yeah. just how I do it. Uh, and finally, retirement. 401k or stockpile McClellan? Uh, stockpile McClellan. Without question. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, I... We, we we could we could say our you know pie in the sky ivory tower of 401k but but you know if you just look at functionally what i do versus what i don't do right it's stockpile mcclellan and and, right. and let's be honest <laughs> the, the the walls are lined with mcclelland right like that's where you're keeping it uh i'd prefer not to talk about uh-huh. it. it may be buried in my backyard uh-huh. for all don't you know. trust i'm your gonna local... go home and there's gonna be all these holes in my backyard from like mark <laughs> vv out there with a the shovel like you know? right <laughs> right right yeah don't don't trust your local tobacconist I, I don't i don't i don't trust you in this department like I, I feel like every single tobacconist has a stockpile of mcclellan i got yeah it's buried in the walls you know yeah like you know with, as, the, like, with the golden doubloons <laughs> as soon as the word went out like like I, I, every tobacconist every every tobacco shop in this country has a box somewhere or a cabinet somewhere or a safe somewhere where there is McClelland. It does exist. It is still available. It's probably under the tobacconist bed. It, it <laughs> may a, be. In a crate. It may be. I'm just saying that like, you know, it's out there. Yep. And it's probably in here. <laughs> no comment. I know. It's still Alright, well hey, that's, uh, that's, that's uh, great questions again from Anonymous uh, all about the money. And let me tell you something, man. This is a, uh, you know, the great thing about pipe tobacco is that you can kind of, uh, you know, enjoy pipe tobacco and, and compared to, you know, some high-end cigars and that sort of thing. When it comes to the extra tobacco, it's a great cost-effective way uh, to explore this wonderful world that you and I find ourselves in on a weekly basis and for you a daily basis. Now, here's the thing. What if you don't know what you like? You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to actually start, you know, it's always the gathering up yeah. a bunch of different tobaccos. You, you kind of want to know, you want to go in knowing what you're talking about. Well, that's where the uh, good folks at the Tent Society come in. The Tent Society is an awesome service that allows you to be able to subscribe to a monthly package of various tobaccos to taste, figure out what you like, and also some additional goodies in there as well uh, for you to expand your palate so that when you go into the shop and you're ready to start gathering up those tobaccos, you can be smart about it. You know exactly what you want because you've had that uh, that palate expanded from our friends at the Tent Society. I, I love this, right? Of course, we um, have taken the modern box concept and brought it to the pipe world and uh it's so fun man you get this beautiful package uh, the way it's uh you know organized and everything when you open it you really feel and, and you are getting something very special uh and you're getting it with a very reasonable price the opportunity to sample some of the best tobaccos in the world uh some of the most well-known and some of the most obscure and uh and it's just a great way to broaden your palate uh to continue to experience new things to figure out what you what you like what you don't like what uh you know how your how your mouth and palate or your your tongue 
your smell, your senses, your friends, how they, the people around you when you're smoking, how they react to different things. And of course, they're just going to keep throwing beautiful, uh, different mm. uh, tobaccos at you. All premium quality stuff that uh, that you could find uh, only at a, at a premium tobacconist. And, uh, and it's delivered right to your door every single month. Yeah. So check it out. And of course, if you use the code SQUIRE at TenSociety.com, you get 20% off on your first month's service. So again, that's the code SQUIRE for 20% off of your first month's service at 10 society.com your thoughts your comments listener feedback all right man listener feedback all right, so we got a lot of uh, well, actually, is this uh, this particular that's listener fair. feedback? No, that's good. That's no, fair. we need correcting. Yeah. We're, we we are not above uh, receiving it, and in this uh, department, I think it's it's appropriate. First one comes in from Dan Mosier. Uh, now, this is calling out. You know, we talked recently about the um, uh, the the new tobacco, our, our new blend here at the Squire Kingsfoil. And uh, right. despite your 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 pride in this new blend, you couldn't quite put your finger on what Kingsfoil was. I, I, I could not remember why we named it Kingsfoil. Dan's got yeah. you covered. What what did Dan have to say? He says, Kingsfoil is the weed Samwise tracks down for Strider, who made it into a poultice for Frodo after he gets pierced by the Morgul blade on Weathertop during the run in the Dark Riders. Nerd! Uh, in, in the run in with the Dark Riders. Yeah, and absolutely. So, yeah, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's got properties that are very healing. Yeah, so so the guy with the cloak who stabs Frodo, you remember that? You remember that scene? He's like, yeah, ah! yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so after that happened, it's, it's, that's medicine it's good yeah it's good yeah <laughs> nerd no i can't look like, no it's good it's like very it. important it's it's very important no dan thank you so much that's uh that's that's good that's that is there's that a lot of that is a lot of lord of the rings names that i have not seen or heard in a minute sorry i'm just i'm, I'm reading black kind of taking right he's there, kind yeah. of taking it in yeah did weathertop actually appear weathertop appeared in the hobbit the film but not in the hobbit the book like I remember they go back to that location if I'm not mistaken in the movies but I don't think that ever actually happened in the uh, in the books. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure to be honest. We do have a, a couple of customers here. Of course, we do uh, we have a whole Tolkien series, of course, if you're familiar with um, with the Country Squire tobacco lineup, but two of the best sellers are Rivendell and Second Breakfast, uh, which we have are very proud of and have have sold for some time now. But we have a few customers that have made their own blend and they've called it Weathertop actually. It's the it's not one of our blends, it's just a blend that has kind of uh, you know gotten a, um, a a cult following that uh, folks kind of made up yeah. and mixed it themselves. And, and so people occasionally will come in and ask for Weathertop and huh. it's, it's literally just half Rivendell, half second breakfast. And so Dude, I gotta um, try that. Yeah. Just something, uh, something kind of fun. That's yeah. awesome. All right, cool. 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 Well, again, Dan, thanks so much for, uh, for holding us accountable with your uh, epic nerd knowledge. Uh, also, we got uh, Doug That's Owen. Good stuff. Yeah, man. We love when we get these in from Doug. Uh, this is a, a, a kind of a, an affirmation for, uh, for some, some Scottish history for us. Yeah. He says, welcome back guys you were missed uh Bo is right about the scottish history robert the bruce allied with ireland and was supported by france in his fight for scottish independence in 1296 of course the french usually would side with anyone against the english <laughs> on the theory that any enemy of my enemy is a friend of mine anyway i've tried uh Connemara 
and it is reminiscent of Telemore, which tells me that Telemore probably is the better value. Uh, it is less expensive Irish uh, out here in Washington. A really fine Irish whiskey worth trying uh, is Redbreast, a spendy but uh, incredibly smooth and flavorful blend. Irish whiskey and lighter single malt scotches are my favorites, and as far as pairing pipe tobacco with them, I usually grab some Capstan Navy Flake uh, or some of the last vestiges of Peritis, uh, uh, Peretti's, sorry, Peretti's Oxford Flake, uh, which I believe is no longer available due to the fact that one of the base tobaccos was McClellan Red Cake. Alas, another fatality of the demise of McClellan. GL Pieces Union Square is also an excellent pairing for lighter scotches and Irish whiskeys, but only after a few years of aging. Most of the Peace Fog City series uh, age wonderfully, and after about three years, they're all fairly tasty if smoked slowly. Again, great to have you back. Keep puffing. And that's from our, our really good friend, Doug, uh, Doug Owen, a tobacconist uh, in Washington State. We're yeah. so, so thankful for you, Doug. Thanks for thanks for chiming in. Man, Doug, always a wealth of information. Yes. We, love we always love getting those in. And, uh, and hey, Hey, if you got some listener feedback for us, uh, feel free to send that in. You can email the show, show at countrysquireradio.com. I know a lot of folks have actually reached out to us through uh, the website at countrysquireradio.com. There's a kind of a contact uh, a tab that uh, for the last three to four months uh, <laughs> was going to the wrong email address. And uh, just, per, Ooh. yeah, just per chance, Ooh. I was, um, I was clearing out some old emails in, in the old account. I was like, wait a minute, this is recent. Wait, this is recent too. And I realized like <laughs> all this country square, like, like, like requests for new business, all of this stuff. And oh, I was like, having to, like catch up like crazy. And uh, <laughs> anyway, the good news is we're, we do now have a lot of those emails in. And so I've gathered those, um, I think one or two That's uh, good. that we mentioned tonight actually came from, uh, <laughs> I think the, the pipe question that we came specifically from, uh, from that, that gathering of listings. So anyway, that's all been uh, packed up. We've got so much great listener feedback <laughs> uh, to review from over the last couple of months. But that being said, email us, Joe at country square radio.com you can now get us through the website as well twitter facebook all that great stuff you can follow us on twitter i'm at the real bow york i'm at john david cole or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire or the show's handle is at squire radio which a lot of people have been tweeting in tonight and uh, you can too if you want to tweet in during a live show you can join us monday nights at 8 30 p.m central that's 6 30 pacific and 9 30 eastern at country squire radio Dot com. Well, man, I feel like I've been around the world in 80 minutes. That's now it's like 50 minutes, but but yeah. Yeah, but close, right. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere around there. That's no, good, man. Yeah, you know, it's always fun to kind of see the, um, you know, um, geographical differences with pipe smoking and uh, rituals and, uh, you know, different trends. And of course, we'll, I'm sure we'll find more to unpack down the road. But uh, yeah, it was good tonight. We should do a pipe smoking world tour. Yeah, I'm for it. Think about that. Does it involve us actually touring the world? Yeah. Okay. See you there. <laughs> <laughs> it should happen. It should definitely be a thing. All right, man. Well, hey, let's go have a night. See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Oh, 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 o